The Brewers Association and Craft Beer Radio present Savor 2014, an American craft beer and food experience from Washington, D.C. This recording was from Friday, May 9th. Private Tasting Salon, Saison's Running the Gamut, featuring Steve Pauwells from Boulevard Brewing Company, Sean Thomas Pumphrey from Looking Hole Creek Craft Brewery, Paul Kavalik from Nebraska Brewing Company, and Brent Cordell from Odell Brewing Company. Hello, everyone. My name is Bradley Latham. I'm the senior event manager for the Brewers Association, who brings this, this uh, Saver event to you guys. And we're happy tonight to welcome these four gentlemen to talk to you about Saisons and how they're so varied and different throughout the years as well as today. And um, before we begin, I want to say a couple of things. This is our seventh year of Saver, and we're, we're so happy to be back to D.C. after an absence last year. But Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And so I'd also like to thank Spiegelau, who's got some glassware for everyone, and they are the sponsor of this room, so I'd like to say thank you to them. Um, these gentlemen will say when it's time to pour the beers, so these guys will bring the beers to you here in just a little bit. And feel free, if you have a question throughout this process, just ask it, and I'll bring the, I'll bring the microphone to you. We are recording these sessions. Uh, they will be available on craftbeer.com after, like, next week. And the craftbeerradio.com guys are responsible for these recordings, so we'd like to say thank you to them. Uh, four guys this evening, I would like to say right here to my left is Mr. Stephen Powell from Boulevard Brewing Company in Kansas City, Missouri. Then on the opposite side, we have... <laughs> Give it up! <laughs> and then on the opposite side, we have Mr. Sean Thomas Pumphrey from Licking Hole Creek Craft Brewery in Goochland, Virginia. And then to his right is Mr. Paul Kovalak from Nebraska Brewing Coming in La Vista, Nebraska. Or Papillon, which one? I don't know. <laughs> And then Mr. Brent Cordell from, or Cordell, sorry, from Odell Brewing Company in Fort Collins, Colorado. And so I would like these guys to take one minute to introduce themselves and tell a little bit about their brewery and say hello to you guys. Um, hello. Hi, I'm Sean Pumphrey. I'm one of the co-founders and... Uh, co-owners of Licking Hole Creek Craft Brewery. Now, Licking Hole Creek Craft Brewery is Virginia's farm brewery. We're about two and a half hours south of here. The most popular question I've gotten tonight is, where is Goochland? So, and is it a real name? And uh, yes, it is a real name. It is right in between Richmond and Charlottesville. We're about 40 minutes west from downtown Richmond. We're on a 220-acre farm. Uh, we grow hops, barley, and yeast on our farm. We're not yeast, we're, we're working on the wild yeast program, getting ahead of myself. Um, we also have pumpkin spices, all these sort of things. All of our beers are used with well water from the farm. Uh, we opened in September of this past year. We don't filter our water, we take it straight from the earth, put it right into the beers. Now to get to the Saison, I thought it was very important for us, since we are Virginia's farm brewery, to have an authentic farmhouse ale. So this is short pump saison, which you're about to drink. It is a rye saison. We use two different types of rye in it. That's where its spice comes from. The other thing that's interesting about this beer is it's 100% bottle conditioned. 
We have a room in our brewery where it spends about two weeks at about 75 degrees and naturally carbonates. It's not a forced carbonated product. It's what the English call real ale. It's the same way the Trappist monks make their beer. Um, it's, Shore Pump Saison is a 6.8% beer. Uh, it's very dry, earthy, and spicy. And it has a really unique hop build. We start with a Galena and a first wort hop, which is the way the old Germans used to do. Just put it straight into the kettle. And as the kettle fills is when it gets its bittering hop addition. Um, and then we do a hop bursting method of Columbus and Nugget at the end. And that's where the floral notes come from. It's got the nice piney, citrusy notes, and that's coming from the Columbus hops and the, and the Nugget. And then the ride really gives it that extra spice kick. And it gets as dry as we could possibly get it. It's so dry that David, our head brewer, is at the other end of the table. We had, to, we, had to, we had to buy a new hydrometer because we couldn't read it. And so it's extremely dry, herbal, and spicy. It's my favorite beer of what we do. I hope you guys enjoy it. Please let me know if you have any questions. Cheers. A few other gentlemen would just introduce yourself, say a little bit about your brewery. You don't have to go into the beer just yet, but just say hello. My name is Paul Cavillac. I'm one of the uh, uh, two co-founders of Nebraska Brewing Company. My wife would be the other one. Uh, her name is Kim. And uh, we opened up in 2007, and we, we've got these weird city names, right? Our, our brew pub is in Papillion, which is difficult for most people to see and read. Uh, the production brewery that we just opened up is in La Vista, uh, just outside of Omaha. So if you think of Omaha, that's where we're at. Um, the economy uh, didn't treat us too well. I think the day we opened was when the economy, uh, the economic downturn hit Omaha. And that's, uh, that's how we propagated and started distribution. We had, uh, we had beer that we could sell in other markets. So we, uh, we pushed uh, pretty quickly, pretty rapidly, and we wound up in outside markets. And uh, we adopted the philosophy of a little beer in a lot of places, and it worked for us. And uh, three years ago, we hit capacity in our brew pub. We just opened up our production facility for canning. Uh, an additional 8,500 barrels. So there's two of the giants in the industry seated back there. And, uh, you know, we're all of 10,000 barrels, right? They probably have one tank that can hold that. Uh, but we are the biggest brewery in the state of Nebraska. So Nebraska is starting to come on. And, uh, you know, we, we do a lot uh, inside the brewery. We have 17 beers that we produce year-round. And uh, quite a few of those are barrel-aged. And you'll, you'll experience one of those tonight. We're, uh, we're very proud. We, we, uh, we pride ourselves on subtlety. So the ingredients that we put into the beer, we like to have the, the beer complemented by whatever we introduce into the beer and, and not be overpowered. So that's, uh, that's essentially who we are, and, and thank you very much for listening. Question already? Wow. Hydrometer. What's the, the final gravity of this thing? Dave? <laughs> 1.4, I believe that's where we're finishing, yeah, right around like 1, 1.4. Yeah. Over to you, Brent. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi, my name's Brent uh, from Odell Brewing. I've been at the company now for about 13 years. Started when I was 21, and uh, all my roommates had a good time with that. And uh, no, it's been a great time. Uh, I really uh, enjoy craft beer. I, I grew up with it, and uh, it's kind of the Fort Collins um, love, I guess, and the, the Front Range Colorado passion. And um, 
you know, it, I feel very privileged to be a part of the industry. And I now work in the brewery as a, the pilot system manager. So we do a lot of R&D and different projects and uh, try to develop our recipes on a smaller scale before we brew them on a larger scale, which we're very privileged and lucky to have that system. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And um, yeah, uh, what else? What else? We um, English style brewery. Uh, primarily, we love our hops. We brew a lot of hoppy beers, but we like to keep them balanced. Um, really happy to be here, and uh, can't wait to talk about Celestrina a little bit and the other beers these guys brought. So, yeah, cheers. Pass it off to Stephen. Introduce yourself, please, sir. All right, good. Uh, my name is Stephen Powles. I'm a brewmaster at Boulevard Brewing Company. You know, I could talk about Boulevard quite a bit, but I think John can do that a lot better than me. John is the founder of Boulevard right there. Um, I've been with Boulevard for 15 years almost. The brewery was 10 years old when I came on board. Um, and lucky, lucky to you know, work for a guy like John, you know, who brought me over and for my expertise about bottle conditioning. Have you figured out that I don't have any expertise about bottle conditioning yet? <laughs> Not yet? Okay, good. Well, then we'll keep going. Um, but... Um, you know, the brewery kind of, you know, when I was coming on board, it was really also English-style pale ale wheat beers. And then uh, about uh, 2006, when we opened a, a bigger brew house, we had the chance to focus a little bit more about where I'm from, from Belgium, and focus a little bit more about Belgian-influenced beers. And that's where saisons and triples and all that kind of stuff comes on, online. So, but I'll talk about that a little later. Yeah, and in the room right over here, Mr. John McDonald um, and Mr. Doug O'Dell, who both have been in the craft brewing industry for over 25 years now. So a round of applause for them both. <laughs> and so the Saison style itself is it's quite an old style that originated in Belgium and the Wayonian region, and which is the French-speaking region of Belgium. And it, it was originally brewed in the autumn and winter months to be ready for summer. And so as Sean Thomas, this is more of a traditional style of Saison that he presented for us. And if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit, like how much are you guys producing and is this, is this Saison a little bit more? Is this a flagship beer of yours or how much of your production is this? So we're uh, just under 2,000 barrels. Um, and this is one of our four core products. So right now it's about a, about a quarter of our production is with this beer. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's fantastic beer, easy to brew, um, and comes out consistent. It's just a, um, a lot of fun, really, because I love introducing this beer to people who haven't had Saisons before because it's so unique um, in that it's in the dryness of it and the herbalness and the spiciness of it. And then that it has that very unique Saison flavor to it, too. I love, I love using this as an introductory beer um, to the Saison. So you commented on the dryness of it. What, what makes it so dry compared to the rest? Um, well, it's just part of it has to do with uh, the final gravity. So when we talk about dryness, there's very little residual sugar left in the beer. Um, so if you had, like, our triple, it's a lot sweeter. Um, so the two are, like, the antithesis. It's the other thing I like to do is present opposites. So this beer is very dry. Um, it just goes down very nice. I find that a lot of wine drinkers have a tendency to like this beer because it's, um, it's, it's so complex. Instead of just having one flavor, what we call like sledgehammer beers, like it's hoppy, it's earth, you know. This one has a multi-layered kind of approach. 
Is it heavily spiced? No, we use no spice in any of our... So it, the spice flavor comes from two different types of rye. So we try and stay away from the, the gimmicks and kind of let the, the malt, the, er, the spice come from the, uh, the hops and the yeast. So that's, that's how we do Do you guys have any comments or questions on this? What do you think of it? Do you reach the, uh, the, the final gravity by, by uh, mashing at a low temperature or by adding corn sugar? We use a little bit of table sugar in it. It does have table sugar. Um, it's like the Belgians do, about 100 pounds in a batch. So that helps get that extra dryness. Yeah, and so I think that's the bottle conditioning at work. I really think that the bottle conditioning of the beer um, lends itself to a better mouthfeel um, and also great head retention to it as well. And the rye, the rye in that seems to really help to it too. It is quite prevalent. Yeah. All right, so if you guys wouldn't mind starting with the second beer here, uh, we'll pass the microphone to Brent here. And this is quite the unique beer here. This, this Saison is, whoa! We really get excited when the corks pop. Are they purposely doing that? <laughs> No gushers? Can we get some pours for the presenters up here? I need a little bit of that too. Yeah, she's got you. She's opening one for you guys. So for those of you pouring, I'd like you to show them the bottle a little. So that's a little teaser for this, for this beer. It's quite the unique, unique beer that you're going to come across. All right, Brandon, you want to walk us through this one, please, sir? Yeah, okay, so this is the, um, this is a Celestrina Saison. Um. Hello, okay. come on now. Ooh, ooh. Uh, this is, this is, this is, this is, 
Thank you. All right, let's let Brent explain this one for us and just give us a little detail into this Saison. Hey, guys. Hello. So this is our Celestrina Saison. Um, it's a, a unique beer for us because we primarily focus on uh, English-style beers or hop-forward beers, and we were kind of challenged when we got this one. Not that we were not able to brew Saisons, we just don't brew a lot of Saisons. And um, we're given the opportunity, and, and uh, uh, we are approached by a researcher who found this butterfly that was surviving on wild hops along the front range of Colorado, and it's the Celestrina butterfly. So they approached our marketing team, and uh, we brought it to our, our kind of decision-making team as far as where we decide what new beers we want to create and this and that. And we really thought it was a great idea for, to make a Saison for this style, for this butterfly, kind of in tribute to it, because they were curious about it. And, you know, obviously they didn't have a lot of funds to do some research, so we decided to uh, make this Celestrina-dedicated Saison for that butterfly, and um, we donated $1 from each bottle sold to their fund and um, ended up building up about $12,000 to, to give to them, which is amazing that the Odell's even, you know, gave us that opportunity to do that for them, which is, is great. And uh, so now they're able to go check it out and see what this butterfly is all, what it is, because it, it was kind of found randomly here and there. No one really knew too much about it. So anyways, I mean, that's, that's the tribute to, that's what Celestrina, the name, came from. And then uh, we had done some different pilot beers here and there. We'd done a couple Saisons um, and really liked the flavor. And the timing was just perfect, I guess. And we wanted to make a, a larger batch. And so we did a large batch of a Saison, uh, used some pills, some pale malt, really mild malts. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is, this is what we got. It's, it's got a, a really nice clovey character, but I don't think it's as aggressive as some uh, saisons can be, as the Belgian saisons can be, uh, they can be a little sweeter. Uh, I like the, the character that this he's puts out, and I think it uh, contributes a lot of flavor all around to the style of beer. But, you know, we don't do a lot of saisons, so really these guys are the experts, but just feel privileged to be around here. I mean, it's something that we use some... Uh, some Colorado-grown hops. I mean, it was a Saison, so we wanted to use some local ingredients. So we used a little bit of uh, Colorado-grown nuggets in our hop back. Um, it's a Colorado butterfly. What was the, what was the hop that they were known to? What's the wild hop that they're known to congregate? It's completely wild. It's unknown. And uh, we... You guys we ever try to use that in a brew? No, we haven't. It's, it's been hard to, to find them, actually, and to know what kind of variety it is. They're really far and few between, but they have been located. We had a couple of people from our tap room that went on a hike, went camping, and ended up taking random pictures. All of a sudden, saw the Celestrina butterfly on a creek, which was pretty cool, along some wild hops. But There's definitely some Yeti, too. <laughs> is this the only Saison you guys have ever made? On a larger scale, I believe so. We well, actually we made a, uh, a wellspring dry hop saison shortly after this, but um, this was Is this the this basis for the, it. This was the first saison that we had ever done. Yeah. Can we get some comments or some flavor profiles on this one? Yeah. So this is this is wishful thinking a little bit, I guess, but. Um, have you thought about 
putting this beer through um, either a Brett or a like a sour uh, profile coming out with a year or two? Uh, we haven't gotten that far. I mean, obviously, saisons can go either way. Traditionally, they were aged, and you start drinking them a few months later back in the day, and it'd be sour. But this was just one we used, a, uh, you know, a, a common yeast strain from Y yeast, the uh, French saison yeast, I think it was 3711, and we really liked the profile of that yeast character, and that's, that's where we went with it. But, I mean, it definitely could be aged and sour. It'd be, it'd be great to give it more another level of flavor. Doug, I got a question for you. Do they, do they come to you and say, there's this butterfly I want to name a Saison after? <laughs> no, or do you, like, do you still, how involved are you still in the process of saying, I, w- I want to try something new, and this is, this is quite the unique experience. Let, let's go for this. Well, we had uh, two challenges here. Um, one was to... Um, figure out a way to support the, the um, research on this really um, kind of localized species of butterfly that is really only found on the front range of Colorado on wild hops. And so that was the challenge for Colorado State University, the folks that came to us and, and said we'd like to accentuate this. And so you know, we immediately thought of, well, what kind of beer would fit with that? And so Brent came up with uh, the idea of the Saison, um, which does have kind of uh, floral and spicy and, and, um, and characteristics that would kind of fit with, uh, I don't know, the image of, um, of this uh, local butterfly. And if you've seen this thing, it's I mean, take a look at our bottle. It's, uh, it's a small butterfly, or maybe the size of a 50-cent piece, if you've seen those things before. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. Um, if they're totally spread out, maybe not even that large. Um, but the cool thing was to be able to create a beer that our, uh, that our community enjoyed and also support the research on this on this investigation on this hop butterfly, which is so rare. So it's been a uh, a great endeavor. Thanks, Bradley. So you can definitely tell the difference in these first two. And if any of you panelists would like to comment on just, they are both saisons, but talk a little bit about the the variety in the two of them. Like the dryness, this one's not as dry, I don't believe, but Anything else, Brent, you'd like to add to this one that's, that you guys were doing in the brewing process or anything unique about this one besides the, the namesake? It was just unique for us to be able to play with the Saison yeast, honestly. And, uh, you know, the Saison yeast are so aggressive. They can attack and attenuate down to nothing. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun for us to be able to play with. I mean, we're used to our own house yeast that can, you know, it does so much and gets down to a certain gravity, but it's, it's a guessing game. That's why we had to do some pilot batches with it to know how aggressive it was before we, you know, really brewed a big batch, but it's and great. It, and we use, um, so they use the French Saison, and ours it's Saison de Pont yeast. So um, in my opinion, that's kind of like the benchmark of all Saisons is Saison de Pont. And it is a finicky yeast strain that throughout the, brew, throughout the fermentation process, will ebb and flow 
and as a brewer or an owner of a brewery, kind of drive you crazy. Um, so, but it eventually gets there. You just have to have faith that it'll get there, and it, it eventually it always has for us. Yeah, it usually hauls through the first ten Play-Doh, and then the last two take about three weeks, but it's still constantly going. Stephen, have you experimented with a lot of saison yeast strains, and what have you found? We don't. <laughs> Quality answer. I think we have a question over here. Uh, this saison has very, very citrusy aspect. Would you contribute that to the hops or to the yeast? Uh, I think it's a combination of both. We definitely uh, wanted to pair this beer with some uh, varieties of hops that have some uh, fruity characteristics. Um, we used some Eldorados in there, actually, which is a hop that we don't normally use. Um, and uh, they put out a really nice orange kind of citrus character. Um, some Amarillos and some Mandarinas. Uh, we had some fun with this one. We just kind of played around and, you know, did a couple test batches. And it's good to kind of pair that estuary flavor you get from a Saison yeast. You know, the, that clove. Um, corn, yeah. Orange, coriander type of character. But there's no spices in this, just like... Sean's here, you know, it's the same thing. We don't use spices or anything like that. It was just hops in our malt base, and, and we let the yeast do its thing. Sean Thomas, do you guys use multiple hops in, in yours, or is yeah, it we one? we use uh, three. It's Galena, Nugget, and Columbus in ours. That's what we use. Uh, El Dorado sounds awesome, by the way. <laughs> so I think we might want to move to the next beer, uh, which is a Saison, which adds a little fruit aspect to it. So, Paul, if you want to start giving us a little insight into yours. Yeah, as we bring the beers out, um, I was trying to figure out what to say for tonight on, on the beer, and, and uh, so I did a little soul-searching, right? And I, I discovered a couple things. So there's two things that really, I hadn't really um, wrapped my brain around, and, around until uh, a couple days ago. We didn't set out to be a German brewery, an American brewery, a Belgian brewery, and lo and behold, we make a lot of Belgian beers. And this particular beer, there's, there's a couple pieces that intertwine here. This is barrel-aged, so there's, there's a few things that I'll chat about in a minute, but um, it turns out that our Belgian beers worked well for us in a Chardonnay barrel, French oak Chardonnay. And the other thing that occurred to me is that this beer takes 18 months to make. And it's not 18 months in the barrel, so that's a little bit of a misnomer, but we use the barrels twice before we age this particular beer in French Oak Chardonnay. So we have a Belgian Golden Strong, takes the full blunt of the Chardonnay and it develops very nicely. We have a Belgo American IPA that gets the barrel next. And the last time around, we put this delicate Saison uh, in, into an oak barrel that, frankly, it shouldn't have survived and turn out, turned out in a delicate fashion. Uh, but the beer is made with uh, a DuPont yeast strain. Uh, it, it's a really cool Saison on its own. And then we pull um, apricot puree out of South Africa, which is where we source this stuff. And uh, this is a 10-barrel batch that we made in this particular bottling. And then in that 10-barrel batch, so there's 310 gallons, we dose it with one tablespoon of black pepper. 
which we're, we're coming behind a few dry beers, but on its own, you can pick up the black pepper. 310 gallons. And, and it, uh, it's interesting the way it develops. When, when you taste this beer, obviously you get uh, Chardonnay. And humans, guys, and, and I'll, I'll say two things about Chardonnay and Brett. We confuse Chardonnay with Brett quite often. So you guys that have had Brett beers, some of, the, some of you that have had Brett, you're really fond of Brett, the first thing you're going to think is Brett. Uh, that may be true given the fact that this barrel has run for 18 months. Um, and there's you know, something developing in the beer, a little funky, a little interesting, but it's primarily Chardonnay that you're picking up on the nose. And uh, so you've got Chardonnay, apricot, black pepper, the tannins from the oak, and there's a lot going on in this particular beer. Um, all of these Belgian beers, and I'm not exactly sure how we drove them to Chardonnay, but I was a wine cork dork, right, before I was ever a brewer. And when we experience these beers that, you know, evoke certain qualities uh, similar to wine, we, we push into that realm. So we're now, um, not only have we developed a great line with Chardonnay, we're developing Sauvignon Blanc, um, you know, the rum and, and bourbon and brandy and all those other things that we do, but we're, we're wine heavy and we're white wine heavy. Uh, I'm sure red wines can develop a great beer, but we, uh, we found a, a great marriage between white wine and some of the beers that we're making. So that's, uh, that's essentially where this beer went. Um, the flavor profile is fairly unique. It, it's uh, an, an in, interesting conundrum. You know, it, it probably shouldn't have survived as a saison, but I think it's still quite delicate. Um, it developed, you know, that funky character, and I think it's pretty unique. How much apricot do you use? Uh, there's there's about 60, uh, 60 pounds in uh, 310 gallons, and it's puree. It's, it's very, very uh, rich and thick, and uh, it comes in a big, massive plastic bag that... Uh, we have to wrench out kind of like a, uh, uh, when you put frosting on a cupcake. Not that I'm a baker, but I've seen it done. Uh, and it it's, uh, takes a little while to get that job done. And have you ever tried this without barrel aging to it? And how did it turn out? Well, we have, and that's, that's where the beers uh, wind up getting the, the earmark for barrel aging. We, we develop these uh, either in a pilot program that we have or, you know, as a seasonal. And, and when we're experiencing these beers uh, in the brew pub, you know, that's where we make, you know, kind of a secondary judgment on whether or not these beers uh, should be uh, tossed into a barrel aging program. And you put beers at risk. And, you know, the, I, I mentioned that this takes 18 months to make. So the, the reason for that is we're trying to drive Chardonnay down to a level where, where it still complements a beer but doesn't overpower. We, we, we're really fond of uh, meshing ingredients and flavor qualities to the point that you can still pick out the beer and uh, enjoy all the aspects. And what kind of hops and malts are you, are you throwing in this? Uh, the malt base is pretty basic. We've got a Pilsner malt in there. The hops are a generic bittering. But a, another interesting uh, quality of Nebraska Brewing Company, we feel very strongly that yeast is, is a driving force in, in the, the development of the character of a beer. So that DuPont strain in this particular beer, um, we don't really use that DuPont strain anywhere else but this particular one. And uh, I think it, it's very well suited for what we're doing here. So a couple of you guys have brought up the DuPont strain, and that is the go-to, as we all know, Saison. But have any of you tried tweaking it or using your own strain, and what are the results of that? 
someone had asked earlier about Brett, so we had taken a same version of this beer and then aged it even further on Brett, so we got it as dry as a beer that I've ever had could possibly be, um, and which you would have liked. There was only one barrel of. Um, it's all gone now, but it was fantastic. So it, that really complemented what was in the Shore Pump Saison to begin with from the, uh, the DuPont strain. Spouse, you're, you're pretty quiet over here, and you're oh, quite the expert, sir. Not, not really, but um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't, you know, there's this, this whole, there's this myth going on that you need to make a saison with saison DuPont yeast. Well, if you look at Belgium and look at all the different saisons that are out there, well, there's one saison made with saison DuPont yeast, and it's saison DuPont. And all the other ones are made with a ale yeast, a Belgian ale or maybe an English ale strain. So who says that we need to make all these saisons with saison DuPont? I mean, I, I think it's a great yeast, but I mean, I think these beers have all been really, really fantastic. But who says that the standard is saison DuPont? I like saison DuPont. I think it's a fantastic beer, but who says that we all need to make that yeast? We need to follow that yeast. So we don't. It's a good call. And then, so for that yeast strain, what makes it so defined, and why do so many people think that's that that's the go-to yeast strain? Yeah, you guys better answer this one. <laughs> I, I guess my first uh, thought would be that uh, the people that have, have grown very fond of saisons have an expectation and, and a flavor profile that they um, expect to see in a particular beer, and and. You know, as you as a brewer grow to admire these beers as well, um, you want to get in that space. And you don't want to replicate a beer. You don't want to target it and, and make that beer and call it your own. But you want to exist uh, in a similar uh, environment. And I think the Saison uh, DuPont yeast is a great place to start. And, and then, yes, it, you know, that's, that's where then you, you put other beers at risks and you begin to vary and, and uh, you know, take a few chances and, and create something entirely unique. But I think it's a great place. One of the funnest things that we do as a brewery um, is when we first pilot batch a beer, we split it into about seven to ten different batches and pitch different yeasts. And then it goes into a panel of different people that try the same base beer with ten different yeasts. And we all make our notes um, and we try each different one and then ultimately one comes out on the end. But that's the funnest part. Um, and, and for this particular beer, Sasan Pont happened to come out. So we tried them all, and from our panel, it was just the best tasting for what we were going for in that specific beer. What other ones did you try? Uh, well, so we tried the French, tried the French strain. Um, essentially, everything that was in the uh, BSI catalog from Colorado, we, we tried. So those, those the are always being though. So wait, but. The, those are always fun because they start off very serious, the first five kind of go, and then it gets into, well, I like it. And then, and then, <laughs> so it starts off very serious and then it degenerates quickly, but that's part of the reason why we got into craft beer is to have fun. All right, let, let's, let's start pouring the, the beer for Mr. Quiet. Oh, actually, we got a question over here. For Nebraska, how big is your barrel program and how far did you distribute? Distribute. Yeah, this is going to be a, a, an interesting and, and funny answer. Um, our our big brewery just came online, and when I say big, it's not big. It's it's eighty five hundred additional barrels. Our barrel program when we started was fifty oak barrels. Maybe it got up to sixty. 
and they were inside our brew pub and they were all around the chairs and people thought it was part of our decor, but that's where we were barrel aging the beer. Our new brewery um, will hold right at 500 additional barrels. So we'll be at 550 barrels total. Uh, it's a larger uh, barrel aging environment, climate controlled, and, and uh, I think we've set it up well. We, we distribute currently in 17 states, and, and we're, we're going to take on uh, a total of... We're, we're right in D.C. as of two weeks ago. We're in Virginia. Uh, it, actually, if you look at our footprint, we're heavy eastern seaboard. We're west coast and straight down the middle of the United States. We are. We're in uh, uh, California, Oregon, uh, about to be Washington, and, and if you count Arizona, we're in that too. Thank you. All right, so what we're pouring now is Boulevard Saison Brett. So it's, it's your Saison, but he's putting a little take on the yeast strain for it, and do it in mind keying us into this, what, what you did with it, and why you went this route. Um, well, so this beer is Saison Bread, and it's, uh, it's actually a sister of, uh, of Tank 7. So the beer, how this beer was developed was we were making, we were making a Saison, a regular Saison. So we started our Smokestack series in 2007, and we were making the Smokestack series, and well, we had already our regular English strain, we had a lager strain, and we only had to yeast bring. So uh, when we were planning on all these different beers, we were, you know, the, the idea came up, okay, we need to make a quadruple, we need to make a, an IPA, really strong IPA, we need to make, we would like to make a triple, and then we would like to make a saison. Well, there really was no room to play with a saison strain, so what we did is we took one strain, one Belgian strain that we use for all our strong Belgian beers. So in the end, we're making a saison with a Belgian strain yeast that we also use for the quadruple and a triple and a wheat wine, and we use it for, I mean, for a whole bunch of different strain, different yeasts, different beers, I'm sorry. I mean, the whole, the whole idea is that you make, you get a strain that you like, and you get a profile that you like. So, compared to the other beers, what this beer does not have is this phenolic that a Saison Dupont makes. It does have phenolics, but not as much expressed as a Saison Dupont has. So, the name for this beer is... Um, so we were making this saison. That, sorry, I'm picking up my story again. We were making this saison. And it's a 6.2 ABV beer, and it comes in a cork and cage, and we couldn't give it away. Nobody would buy it. We love it. We absolutely loved it in the brewery, but nobody would buy it. So we made, say, okay, we're going to make a saison that's more earthy, more really. I grew up in a farm, and I used to work in farms in the, in the summertime and put up hay. And I'm, I still remember the smell of cows and hay, you know, when it was putting up hay on the, on the farm. And this whole smell is like, how can we get this into a beer? How can we kind of capture that and put it in a beer? And that's why he's like, okay, we can't do this with regular, with regular yeast. So we start playing around with this Brettanomyces strain, and that's how we came up with this beer. It's like, okay, how can we get earthiness in a beer? Well, we didn't want to go with the regular saison, so we made it stronger, we dry hopped it, and it was, it was hanging out in Tank 7, and Tank 7 was where this beer was at, and while we were growing up the bread, and the bread took forever to grow, of course, because it is Brettanomyces. So while I was in the brewery every evening, I was, saw guys on the, on the patio in the brewery drinking this beer. I was like, what are you guys drinking? I was like, oh, it's this beer from Tank 7. It's wonderful. I'm like, really? This is, this is cool. That's, that's supposed to be the beer. That's supposed to be Saison bread. 
And from that, of course, came the sister beer, which is now Tank 7. So we, we made Saison bread first before we made Tank 7. So the difference between Saison bread and Tank 7 is just the ball conditioning. We ball condition with a, just a regular Saccharomyces strain, and then we add a little bit of Brettanomyces to it. And then we age the beer, so the ball conditioning happens, the carbonation is there, and then we age the beer for about three months before the Brettanomyces really peaks. And then we release the beer. So we make this beer once a year. And this is version 2014, so it's basically what we made in February. And um, yeah, it aged for about, you know, about two months before we release it. The, the date for release of this beer is a huge cluster at the brewery. Because I like this beer when it's just, it's got still nice hop character. Uh, it's got nice malt character. It's, and then the, the spiciness and the the clove characteristics and the smokiness from the bread just peaks and then it, everything is in balance and that's when I like that beer really a lot. That's always what I had envisioned. Uh, we also work with a tasting panel of 12 people that come in the brewery, taste beer blindly and then walk out. And they like this beer when it's really bread in your face. So I always, every year I have this struggle like, come on, let's release it. And I've had 11 other people like, no, it's not in your face enough. So anyhow, <clears throat> that's the only beer where I say like, you're wrong, it's going out the door. <laughs> Um, but that's kind of the story about Saison bread. So there's no Saison, there's no uh, Saison Dupont yeast involved. It's a, it's a regular English, uh, sorry, Belgian strain yeast, and it's ball conditioned with a combination of um, regular ball conditioning yeast, which is for us is a uh, champagne yeast, and then a little bit of retinomyces to it. And the idea is just like, okay, how can you make a beer more earthy? That's the whole idea behind it. What's that champagne yeast adding to the, the flavor, or what's it change, changing in the profile of the beer? Well, the champagne yeast is there because we were looking for a yeast that could handle the, you know, the, I don't know how many different smokestack beers that we make, and they're, they're up to about 12% ABV. So we were looking for a yeast that could handle the high ABV, doesn't add a lot of, uh, you know, phenols or any other different flavors, and is powdery, sticks to the bottle, I mean, all these aspects that you want from a bottle conditioning yeast, and that's why, we stick, that's why we came up with a, a champagne yeast. It's all very technical, really. I mean, I wish, there was so, I wish there was more romance that I could put in this beer, but, you know. Well, you, you, speaking of romance, you talked about growing up on the farms in Belgium working. Like, are there other besides DuPont that you were accustomed to growing up or, you know, drinking it? 18, what other beers, Saisons specifically, were you, were you into? Well, really when I, I came to, I, I moved to the U.S. about 15 years ago. And 15 years ago, if you would say, I drink Saisons, people would look at you in Belgium and say, like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> because really, nobody drank Saisons. Especially, I, I'm from the north part, from the Flanders part, and I mean, there's like a, really like a, a line in the country. There's French-speaking, and in the north there's a Flemish-speaking. You have to be really into beer to know what a saison is when you're from Flanders. Now people really do, but 15 years ago, it's like, who knows what a, what a saison is? It's really, it's revived because brewers in the U.S. picked it up and start making it. And that's kind of the point of this whole thing is like, it is such a varied and diverse style that throughout the ages is, it's not that old of a style, but still, it's, it's, quite different and all these American brewers are bringing it to the table and adding their own little spin to it. Like these guys are adding Brett to it. And 
what kind of challenges do you have for Tank 7 versus the, the Brett version? Like, are, are, do you have to have completely different equipment? Do you have to have, is it in an entirely different area of the brewery? It is, really, yeah. It is, it's, a, it's an off-site plant that we have where we, where we package the 750 line. And so we, we package these bottles off-site of the brewery because we always had intended to work with, with, uh, with funk, with bread, or with, um, with microbes. And our main business is making ales, making wheat beer, pale ales, and we don't want those to be bretonized. They're, those are just fine like the way they are. That's the way they intended, no, no bread in them. So we, we do this off-site, and we add the bretonomyces, and then we also make some sour beers like Love Child and some other beers. So we make those beers and then we basically shut that whole plant down, that whole bottle line down, and then we take everything apart and clean everything and then get back on it. And it's about a two-week process of cleaning, scrubbing, and making sure all the bread's gone, all the microbes gone, and then we're good to go again. How many of so, those so do you actually use? Like, how many sour beers do you guys do in, or wild yeast strains? Uh, these are the only two, really, that we do. Love Child and Saison Bread, and that's it. And we just, that's why we only release them once a year. We make them once a year and that's it. And then we clean everything up and our microbiologist is uh, working overtime. And you know, that's, that's about it, really. And how much of the volume and like how much are you doing? Um, you know, I think Tank 7 right now is at about, about probably 14,000 barrels or so. Uh, Saison Brett is probably, I'd say maybe about 1,000 barrels or so, or about maybe 800. And Love Child is, you know, we make it and as much as we can, and then it, it flies out the door. But that's a total different process, of course. It's, that's age, beer aging, you know, up to three years, and you never know what it's going to be in three years. So whatever you make is gone. It's about four or 500 barrels, something like that. Is Saison Brett aged at all? No, it's just bottle conditions. It bottle conditions, and then the bread does its thing for about two, three months, and then whenever the bread is ready, we, we release it. It is no barrel aging. You don't need barrels to do bread. You don't need, bar you need bread to do barrels. You know, these, these are complete different. There's, they're two co complete independent you know, uh, you know, processes. So I'd like to open it up some, for some questions, please. So I'm kind of curious. We've heard a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a Belgian Saison, there's the French Saison. Would you say there's a sort of a prototypical file for a American saison yet? I think Tank Seven is a Americanized saison. <laughs> I mean, we've had four delicious saisons, but would you say there's there's a way of generalizing the American saison? I mean, the French saison is incredible. The I Belgian saison is incredible. The hops from from Belgium are just incredible and, and new and different. But is there American saison yet? And is that kind of... I think, I think we're all making saisons, honestly. These four guys represent what American saison is. And it's completely different. And they are bringing their own unique approach to it. So, and it's one of my favorite things about the style. Is I kind of think of it as a style without a style. Um, there's, it can go from really low ABV, from three, all the way up to, I was drinking a Stillwater one that was 11 and a half. Uh, and so, you know, they, they run the gambit, they can be spicy, they can be sweet, they can be everything in between. So that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to make one, why I love Belgian beer in general, is that it's about freedom. 
And that's, that's why I like Cezanne in America. Yeah! <laughs> so I, I, I would like to drop a couple of numbers on you. So the IR group who does numbers for the brewing industry, they, they keep style data for off-premise sales. And they have a farmhouse Saison kind of ale category. And it's, it's only 0.2% of the craft dollar share, which is very minute, and 0.1% of the volume share. But Saison's is growing like crazy. It, it is up 106% in dollar shares and 140% in volume sales year to date. So people are really catching on to this style because... Like this, like this salon says, it is, it's so varied. There, there's a lot going on. It's not just a standard style. Like, it's not the DuPont style. And these guys are bastardizing it, and it's wonderful. And I, I would like to get a, a few closing remarks from each person and a little bit about the brewery and... The Saison itself. What, what, what do you see? What you would like to do in the future? Um, well, I, there's a lot of things I'd like to do in the future. Um, kind of what I'm holding in my hand, I would love Licking Hole Creek Craft Brewery to be something like this with the, with the Brett, and that's really inspirational to me. Um, so we're on a 221-acre farm. We're thinking about a cool ship program. We're thinking about sours. We're thinking about bread a lot. Um, and can you tell me, remind, us, remind everyone again how many total barrels you did last year? So just when he says like 14,000 barrels, we're just under 2,000. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're very small. We hope one day to, to be doing that. Um, but yeah, so I aspire for something like this. I think this is fantastic. Um, I, I would love to, to approach our saisons in a more sour technique. Um, I'd like to see that too. Uh, perhaps a sweeter one as well. And then we also have one where we, um, we're on a 220 acre farm. Um, our next Saison is going to be a rosemary Saison. It's very fresh, refre it, it's fantastic for the summer. Uh, it's made with rosemary grown right on our farm. So we're, we're looking forward to using more of the ingredients grown Same base farm. beer, just adding rosemary? Or? Beer, yeah, same base beer, just adding rosemary. Um, and then also we have cilantro, we have a, Rose, we have, I call it the uh, Simon and Garfunkel uh, herb garden, parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. All so grown on site? All grown on site, and so look forward to that in our Saison program in the future. So I think for Nebraska Brewing Company, um, you know, we, we kind of evolved to where we are today. Some markets got barrel-aged beer, that's all they got. Some markets got draft beer, and that's it. So they, they thought of Nebraska Brewing Company in terms of depth, like, you know, three beers, and, and that's all we made. Uh, the 17 that I mentioned are, are, are fairly diverse. So I think what you'll see now that we've got a, a, a larger brewery and an ability now to get away from just making beer because we had to sell it to pay the bills, we're, we're getting back to our innovative roots. And we have, you know, I think really three different zones that we're going we're gonna, to uh, blow up a little bit. We have our core beers that'll be canned and draft. We have our barrel-aged beers that now we've got enough to distribute across the United States. And over the six and a half years that we've been alive, 
Uh, we've had a pilot program where we've got a bank of about 120 recipes that we think are really good. So you, you'll see a lot more of us. You'll see us in, you know, the, the, we're hop heads. And um, so you'll see us in the hoppy space. You'll see us more in barrel aged. You'll see us across the spectrum. And I think for us and, and the other breweries in the state of Nebraska, you know, somebody, the pioneers catch the arrows, right? So we've caught a few. Um, but what's really cool for us is we want to make sure that people know that good beer can come from anywhere. And it can come from Nebraska as well. Paul, I live in Boulder, Colorado, where we have 24 breweries for 100,000 people. Yeah. How many breweries are in Nebraska alone? I, I'm the vice president of our guild. I'm the past president. We have 26 breweries in operation. Yeah. So thank you for the applause. But it's somewhat embarrassing, really, because, you know, Nebraskans really enjoy craft beer, but we just haven't, uh, we're, we're now gaining momentum. When, when my wife and I launched our brewery, there were five. There were 1,400 breweries in the United States. Now there's 3,000. That's amazing. So, you know, we, we've survived, you know, the economic downturn. We, we've helped grow, you know, craft beer in the state. Everyone in here has helped grow craft beer, and, and that's what it's all about. So, I, I honestly, I, I encourage you to... Go to the supermarket and buy things you've never had before and experiment. And if they're, they're from a state that you don't recognize, just buy that beer. Try it. Take a risk. What was the question? <laughs> closing remarks from you, sir. I feel like um, my closing remarks would be saisons are great. Saisons are basically the birthplace of beer. Honestly, a uh, long time ago, you know, in Belgium and Fran northern France, I mean, that's, they brewed beer so that their workers could drink and be hydrated, honestly, because the water wasn't good enough. Yeah. It'd be infected, and they'd get sick. And that's where they brewed the beer, you know. They brewed the beer with whatever they farmed, whatever they grew, you know, wheat, rye, hail malt, all of it. And uh, I just think it's a fantastic thing to be coming back to the, uh, the States now where we're embracing that culture. And, and, uh, well, Brent, I will say this, this beer has not been made in a little while. Any, any plans for any other kind of saison for you guys? Nope. <laughs> the short answer is no. But we could do another one. But, but right uh, now, no. That was I mean, a quality beer, though, folks, right? That, that was a good beer. I just feel like a saison is a great uh, it's a it's a bridge to the beer drinker, you know, and that's where that's where beer was born, and and uh, I'm I'm really excited that we were able to get this one out on the market and share with you guys, and uh, yeah. So, Mr. Powell, let's close this well, out because you are the, well, I got the man from Belgium. Do you have, can I do a couple of remarks? Oh, Anne wants to do one. Hold on. I'm John McDonald's wife from Boulevard Brewing Company, and as, <laughs> no, no, well, sometimes. Anyway, as uh, everybody started out, and we started out, and I have a picture on my cell phone I just took the other, I found it's like 26 years old, and I want you all to see what we started out with, how small we were, and what happened. So anything's possible. So as he's giving his closing remarks, I'm going to pass my cell phone around with this picture, and that's what I'm going to do.
Is her cell phone 26 years old? <laughs> no, I can't. I, can't. I don't think I can. I, I don't think I can top this, Anne. Really, I think you got it. But a couple things I think you know. What you guys are doing the farm and growing your own ingredients and then you know brewing saisons with it. That is just absolutely wonderful. I think so. Thank you very much for doing that. I think this. What you guys are doing is fantastic. Uh, Do anyone have any more questions? Or comments like, what did you like? Anything you didn't like? Yeah, shame them all. Well, so, well, thank you very much for attending. We appreciate you being at Savor this weekend. And so, round of applause for our panelists this evening. Thank you for listening to this recording from Savor 2014 brought to you by the Brewers Association and Craft Beer Radio. You can find the rest of the salons from Savor 2014, as well as all of the salons from previous years of Savor, at craftbeerradio.com slash savor or on craftbeer.com. Craft Beer Radio is a weekly beer podcast that you can listen to on iTunes or from our website at craftbeerradio.com. <laughs>